welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Unfiltered Woman podcast. I'm your host, Jen Braun, a mom to the spunkiest little girl, a dog lover, ice cream obsessed, and overall, I'm pretty awkward in social situations. (laughs) And we are here to break down the topics that we deal with as women with no topic off limits. This podcast is for you if you're struggling with dieting, tired of restricting, want to truly change your life and feel confident in yourself once and for all. I am so excited to have you. Let's get to today's episode. Hello and welcome back. Today we are talking about breaking the cycle of emotional eating when we're celebrating and when we are sad or upset and how to navigate that mentally. And so first I want to say that it is very understandable that you turn to food if you do when you're happy or when you're sad. And the reason is because food is wrapped around so much of our social lives, so much of our uh, familial lives, so much of our um, just traditions. And so connecting that with our celebrations or when we're sad can bring us back to some of those happier times and can, can help us connect to those happier times. Now, the first thing I'll say is I'm going to give you some tips if you are struggling, but I will say that enjoying food when you are um, happy or sad is not a bad thing. There's Emotional eating gets a really bad reputation, and the reason why it gets a bad reputation is because it turns into, it can turn into binging, it can turn into this way of numbing. And that's what we really are talking about when we talk about emotional eating. If you are consciously choosing to, you know, you just got offered a job and you want to celebrate with cannolis or you want to, you know, whatever, go get coffee with someone or whatever it is, like you want to celebrate. That is intentional because the more you say, no, I can't do that, the more the mind wants to do that. So the emotional eating and the binge component of things comes in when we are trying to numb that feeling or we feel like out of control with that food until it's gone. That's when it goes from intentional enjoyment or um, support to an unhealthy, um, again, numbing is is the biggest thing that's coming to mind right now, um, factor with emotional eating. So one of my clients had asked me, and that's the reason why I did this podcast, she asked me, what are some like non-food rewards that I can give myself? And so I just, I said what I just said, because as like a disclaimer that you can absolutely choose things that are not food related. But if you do choose things that are food related, doing it in a way that you're present, doing it in a way that you enjoy, doing it in a way that you are being intentional with what and how much you are choosing that it is going to not only support you and, you know, create enjoyment or, um, you know, support you through, through sadness in that moment, but it is also going to not feel bad from a physical level later on, meaning you're not going to eat so much that you feel physically uncomfortable, that you have a stomach ache in an hour or two hours or in the morning. Those are things that are not only not supporting you in the moment, but then also they aren't supporting you later on. So we're trying to support the whole you. I hope that makes sense. So if you're looking for things that are not food related and you want to, you feel like either, you know, you are binging on them or you feel like they aren't actually helping you to celebrate the things to be celebrated or they're not actually helping in those moments that you're sad or mad or angry or um, depressed, any of the, any of the things. So 
non-food rewards or treats for yourself can be things that obviously you buy. They can be things like an experience. They can be things like um, things in your home. So let me give some examples. Things that you buy. Obviously, you could take yourself shopping. You know, you could get a new outfit. You could um, you could take yourself on a trip. That's a that's a bigger you know bigger reward. You could buy some new shoes. You could buy a new book. You could buy a new blanket. You could buy a new house decor. But experiences, they don't have to be, you know, trips. They can be by all means, but things like taking yourself, taking a half day at work on a Friday and taking yourself to the park doesn't cost anything. You don't really have to bring anything. So I think that we get stuck on like rewards having to be something that you buy. And then if you're trying to, you know, watch your finances and you're trying to, you know, be conscious of, of all of that, or you feel guilty, you know, around spending money on yourself. Um, I think, you know, you should have some sort of allocation for yourself if there's an allocation for the others in your household, but um, it doesn't have to be. So like I said, taking a half day on a Friday for yourself. I think that oftentimes we feel like, oh, I'll take a half day and I'll clean the house or I'll go grocery shopping or I'll take care of the kids or I'll um, you know, do something for my significant other. No, do something for yourself. Trying something new. So maybe if you, um, you know, if you hit a certain work milestone, for example, and you're going to try a new, like there's a new... Um, rock climbing gym somewhat close to me. And I've been like, Ooh, I want to try that. Like things that would really like, Oh, that would be fun. Things that you can look forward to. So trying new things. So like a rock climbing gym or a new cafe or bowling, plan something by yourself, plan something with friends or family, but for you, like something that you're like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. So you can do experiences You can do things at home. You can paint your nails. You can do a bubble bath. You can do a hair mask. If you haven't heard of the, I've never done it. (laughs) Full disclosure, but they seem fun. Seems like a, a, you know, conditioning thing to do for your hair. Um, You do a face mask. You can do um, rearrange, you know, a room that's going to help you to feel better. I rearrange my rooms all the time. I don't, I, I, Pretty sure they end up the same, <laughs> but the rearranging process can feel really um, therapeutic. Really taking the time to think about these, and sometimes it can be hard in the moment. So I recommend you um, make a list. Make a list of the bigger things or the things that would take more time or money, and then the smaller things like taking a bath um, or you know painting your nails. Even calling your best friend and just being able to chat for an hour. Like those can be things that you're pouring back into yourself. So making a list so that when you need them, it's not like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then I recommend celebrating often. Because the more that you are celebrating, the more you're able to stay present in the things that are going well or the things that you are proud of yourself for or the things that you are happy that you're doing. And it allows you to feel that because just like with the um, like binge eating or emotional eating, numbing when you're in pain, it can also numb the happy. 
It can numb the feeling of, I accomplished something. I did something. I'm successful. Oftentimes, especially for us women, that feeling can be pushed down. No, be more humble. Be more quiet. Don't be so loud. So trying to speak over that narrative and rewrite it allows you to start feeling those celebrations again. Now on the other side of things, when you're sad, depressed, in pain, either physically or mentally, emotionally, and that, you know, trying to break that emotional connection with food where you feel like, you know, that's what you go to, but then it's it's almost like eating it and then it's gone and then it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Because it's that numbing factor. And it didn't help. And it also didn't make us feel good after physically. So we're not talking about the caloric side of things. We're not talking about all that. We're talking about how it literally like stomach ache, low energy, sluggish, like how it physically makes us feel when we emotionally overeat, binge, whatever you want to call it, when we're sad or in the um, mind, mindset or you know, process of you know, trying to get through a tough time. So my first recommendation would be to slow down. Because if you try and cut that right off the bat, it's going to be, you know, it's like saying, um, don't, whatever you do, don't envision a pink elephant. What would you just envision? A pink elephant. (laughs) So the second you say no, 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 it's going to come out somewhere else. So no, I can't have that, you know, those cookies, I can't eat them. They're, you know, they're whatever, too many calories. I don't, I I can't, I'm out of control, whatever it is. It's going to come out somewhere else. So either overeating on something else, holding, you know, extra stress or anxiety. So you can absolutely try and find other ways to get through that pain with non-food rewards, which I'm going to talk about. But first, I would say trying to um, recognize or be intentional if you do reach for the food. So maybe it's putting one cookie on a plate and going somewhere else. And it's not because you can't have more. It's because, again, that numbing factor of feeling like, oh my gosh, all of it's gone and I don't even, I don't feel better. I don't know what just happened and I don't feel good. It's numbing those feelings so we can't process them. And then they sit there. And then the next time happens and it sits right on top of it. And so in order for us to really break through and and connect with those emotions and work through them, we have to feel them first. So from a food perspective, trying to ease out of that binge process, you can take a portion or take, you know, a bowl full or whatever it is, and then bring it somewhere else so you're not sitting right in front of them. Then trying to slow down and breathe through eating it. The last thing would be before you go reach for another one, just check in with yourself. How am I feeling? Is this helping me to feel better? Does this feel uncomfortable? So checking in with yourself might not do anything. You might answer those questions. I still, you know, am in pain, am sad, I'm, you know, whatever you're feeling. Uh, this isn't helping, but I still want more and I'm going to go have more. Okay. But you're starting to connect and talk to yourself about how you're feeling. So you're starting to chisel away at that. It takes time. 
our bodies are trying to, and brains are trying to protect us. So we have to work through that. You can do some things to um, work through those feelings and in a non-food way. So one thing, super simple, go for a walk. Again, none of this is based on the caloric expenditure. One reason why I recommend going for a walk is because you don't need anything. You don't need equipment. You don't need anything. Just go for a walk, even if it's up and down the driveway, even if it's up and down the hall of your apartment, whatever it is. But movement has direct correlation with mental uh, health and physically moving that energy, physically moving around is scientifically proven to help working through those emotions, especially like the, the super heightened ones in that exact moment. So I'm not saying you won't go for a walk and come back and still not, not feel great, but it's just allowing yourself that time to work through and feel those emotions. Another thing you can do, if you've ever seen Grey's Anatomy, Meredith, the main character, would dance it out pretty much whenever. Happy, sad, mad, her and her best friend Christina would dance it out. And I used to watch that and be like, oh, yeah, it's a cute like television thing. And then I would go through, go through some tough times. And I'd be like, well, what do I have to lose? So I would try it. And even when you're not in the mood, putting on a song or whatever, and just moving around, you're not doing it for other people, you're doing it for yourself, truly does move that energy around. And see how you feel, see where your mindset is, see how, you know, whatever, positive or negative, you know, you feel afterwards. You have to figure out what works best for you. Sometimes you'll need something to tangibly work through. So you could try things like coloring. I have a ton of clients that color with their kids and without. (laughs) You could do things like, you know, going to work out. But you could also do things like sitting with those feelings and just brain dumping. One thing that works, but you got to be careful about where you're doing it, is just screaming. Allow that energy to go somewhere. So I hope this was helpful in helping to break through feeling like it has to be all or nothing with food around emotions. It doesn't. But being intentional, reflecting with yourself, checking in with yourself, and then having these non-food rewards for ways to, or, or coping mechanisms, for ways to be able to go to things and, and have you know, things to, to utilize and start at that moment versus trying to think about it in the moment are my recommendations for breaking that emotional connection with food when you're happy or when you're sad. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy, Healthy, Unfiltered Woman podcast. I am so grateful to have you in this community. Follow me on Instagram at jenbron.rd for more information on creating your most confident life. I also have a link in my show notes to my free Facebook community. Inside there, there's free training, community support, all for free. You don't want to miss out on that. And if you're ready to ditch dieting for good, not feel ashamed of your body and create the life you desire, message me on Instagram and apply for my allowed program. Let's transform your life. See you next time.